Welcome to Live from the Code Bar, recorded from the Code Theme Bar of Fenwood Manor. I'm your guide on this adventure, Rob. On this show, I'm going to be talking to you about my first ever alternate reality game, or ARG. Now, this is the first time I'm explaining both an ARG to you as a game on this show, and also one that I actually personally played with and played in real life, Perplex City. But first off, as usual, I want to again start with the usual housekeeping. I want to give a great big thank you to every one of you that has so far downloaded and listened to the show. The podcast is already at almost 1,100 downloads as of the recording of this, and that is totally amazing. It's blowing my mind, so I want to thank you all very much. I do want to give my usual great big shout-outs to Nick Spira, Robert Brewer, and Stephen Jenner, as well as a new shout-out to Lisa Finch, who created the music, art, edited, and also helped promote the show uh, by including the podcast as part of her last treasure hunt. So thank you, Lisa. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the 48. I know I had a great big... uh, a piece of that involvement and you guys did awesome so thank you for that there are many more people that i can mention but that could be a podcast on its own so for now please do check out facebook twitter and instagram pages for more shout outs so now onto the story public city was a long-term alternate reality game or arg that was created by mind candy a london-based development team and as i mentioned in the introdu- introduction it was also the first ever arg that i played The first and the only season, and I'll have more on this later, of the game had players looking for the Reseda Cube, which was almost always just referred to simply as the cube in the game, which in in the game is described as a priceless scientific and spiritual artifact to the people of the fictional city known as Perplex City. Now the story is that the cube had been stolen and buried somewhere here on Earth, and it was up to the players of the game to find it to help the people of Perplex City the game offered a real-life prize of a hundred thousand pounds reward, which approximately was one hundred thirty thousand or one hundred fifteen thousand uh, euros, to whoever actually found it. And spoiler alert: it was found, not by me though. So let's take a quick Wikipedia break here, and let me describe uh, a little bit more to you about what an ARG is, since this is the first time that we're actually going to be talking about it on the show. Now, an alternate reality game, ARG, is an interactive, networked narrative that uses the real world as a platform and employs transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by the player's ideas or actions. Basically, it's a real-life adventure where people get to participate in some sort of game-slash-timeline of a story where they get different things either sent to them or they can find them on uh, different web pages Uh, but basically people can get involved in this and usually it takes one person to find something and then a whole bunch of people to work it all out together the form is is defined by intense player involvement with a story that takes place in real time and involves according to players responses subsequently it is shaped by the characters that are actively controlled by the game's designers as opposed to being controlled by an ai as in a computer or a video game. Players interact directly with the characters in the game, solve plot-based challenges and puzzles, and collaborate as a community to analyze the story and coordinate real life and online activities. ARGs generally use multimedia such as telephones, email, and regular snail mail, but they rely on the internet as their central binding medium. Now, ARGs tend to be free to play with costs absorbed either through selling uh, supporting products or through promotional relationships with existing products. For example, there was a couple of big ones that uh, did this. 
I Love Bees was a promotion for the Halo 2 video game, and The Lost Experience and Find 815 promoted the TV show Lost. Uh, Pay-to-play models do exist as well. So basically, unlike most traditional treasure hunts that I've talked about before, uh, th- such as Masquerade or, or Whistlepig, or even some PDFs, they all came out as books um, with images and poems, or even just text filled with codes and ciphers. Uh, you have to solve that. When you do, it generally takes you to a location, and most of them will make you go boots on the ground, and you dig something up, and you win. An ARG, however, tells the story through the use of blogs, puzzles, and other various medias. Now, the other thing that's really different is that a lot of the traditional treasure hunt books, you do have the chance to work as a team, such as I do with Nick and with Lisa and a lot of other great people that I've worked with as well, uh, Jen and and all that. Um, But in a ARG, you tend to work more as a community. There isn't usually a prize. This one did have a big prize. Um, But a lot of the time, you're just working your way through the game to see it to the end, to make sure it finishes. Uh, that's a little bit different than a treasure hunt, of course. So let's get a little bit more into the details of Perplex City, the ARG. It started in April of 2005. It had it was based around the massively fictitious metropolitan metropolitan that has been unknown. Sorry, that had many unknown connections to Earth. It is described as having a near future feel to it, with advanced mobile technology, neuro enhancing uh, pharmaceuticals and kilometer-high skyscrapers. There's also a slightly more utopian element to the city life than that commonly found on Earth. The most important characteristic of the city of the city is its culture and its importance that they place on puzzles and other mental pursuits. So really, this is my kind of city, don't you think? Uh, and obviously yours, since you listen to the podcast as well. Their leading competitive event, the Academy Games, is primarily a competition of intellectual skill rather than physical strength. In fact, nearly every part of their culture touches upon the cryptic and the mind. Their religions fall loosely around a mythology of building, construction, and technology. The cube, Reseda cube, is however one of their most sacred and holy objects. It possesses a range of unusual properties, which many believe to be supernatural in origin. Now, getting back to the game as well, there's a lot of uh, key figures within the city uh, that were included in the game. Uh, these included Sentei Kaiwei, Master of the Academy, and the Academy was being the advanced learning institution of the city, and the former custodian of the cube. His two daughters were Scarlet and Violet. They communicate regularly with the people of Earth through the blogs, and this is one of the major con- uh, communication uh, tools that the uh, creators of the game use to communicate uh, Perplex City through regular people, as I said, here on Earth. Uh, Petro St- uh, Salk, was an investigative reporter for the leading newspaper, The Sentinel. He produced many leads before he was unceremoniously killed off for getting too close to the truth. The team at the Academy tasked with returning the cube and ostensibly the authors of the puzzle cards, which I'll talk about in a minute, are also frequently in touch and Kurt McAllister is an important ally to the players here on Earth. So here's how the story started and some basics of the plot. An artifact, which as I mentioned was called the Reseda Cube, was stolen from the Perplex City Academy and somehow made its way here to Earth. A cube retrieval team, CRT, was formed in search of the cube. Because normal citizens of Perplex City are unable to travel to Earth, the master of the Perplex City uh, Academy, Sente Kaitwe, asks for help in finding the cube from the cube from the citizens on Earth. 
offering to share any leads or clues that he might or the CRT might get. So basically they're asking our help to try and find the cube. It's somewhere here on earth. Uh, when we find it, we're supposed to return it back to Sente. So clues to the location of the cube are periodically left by the person who stole it, known only as the co uh, Combined Thunderclap. It is, got, it is discovered that an organization also called the Third Powder, sorry, that's kind of weird, Third Power, and a cube wor worshipping cult called the Reconstructionists are also all looking for the cube at the same time as we are here on Earth. While the people of Earth are left to search for the cube, various citizens of perplexity, particularly, as I mentioned before, Kurt McAllister and Sente's two daughters, uh, Scarlet and Violet, attempt to find additional clues in Perplex City and to discover the identity of the combined thunderclap. The former three discover the lab in which the cube was made. They find that the cube was built by Sente himself and can be used as a weapon and teleporter. Uh, the cube is finally found by the people of Earth in North, ha North Hampshire, England, and I'll go over that again near the end. Uh, they also determined that it was Violet, uh, Sente's daughter, who stole the cube and hid it on Earth in an effort to keep it out of the hands of the third power. Okay, so as I mentioned just a few moments ago, you might have already forgotten, but um, one of the major parts of Perplexity was not just the ARG itself, uh, but it was the puzzle cards that I just mentioned before. The company Mind Candy, as part of the ARG, ARG uh, and as a way to make money to help support the ARG, sold a series of collectible puzzle cards. They were so sold in booster packs, uh, with each uh, pack containing up to six random cards, just like the old baseball packs, uh, baseball card packs, and there were a total of 256 cards to collect. Cards were divided into different sets of subsets, uh, varying from different uh, rarities and difficulties, and they also were on the large side. They weren't on a traditional, like I said, baseball card size. They were about three inches by seven inches long, uh, big. So a big square uh, with the puzzle usually on the front uh, and, an, and an image or part of a map actually on the back. Unlike other card games such as Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, the cards were not designed for competitive player versus player combat. Instead, each card depicts a different puzzle with the rarer cards also featuring more complex riddles. Uh, cards are marked with unique identifiers, which are underneath the little scratch-off part, uh, which when you then entered that into the Perplex City, and you marked it with the answer, it was considered a solve, and you got points. Um, with each points, uh, it would take you up on the leaderboard. Many, many cards also contain hidden features such as ultraviolet or heat-sensitive inks, and they covered a range of themes from pop culture trivia to cryptography uh, and logic brain teasers. Uh, and then they usually went from the lower cards being the easier cards in a certain color, usually starting, it started in red, all the way up to the hardest cards being up in the, the 250 mark. Uh, and those were the, the, the silvers and the blacks and stuff like that. So, you know, it was one of those special things when you used to open up a pack and there'll be six cards. You'd, you'd thumb through the cards really quick to see what ones you had if you had a a silver or a black or even a purple those were the rare ones and they were like the exciting ones to get uh, each card is a member of a four card set if all four cards are solved by the player then they receive double points for each card in the set now as i said there were a few mention uh, a few notable cards to mention uh the first one was called ryman which was card number 238 and this card asked the players to prove the ryman hypothesis However, the Perplex City website could not possibly have validated such proof. 
So it's likely that this was not the actual solution that the card was looking for. Uh, this is currently the only remaining unsolved card in the whole entire set. Um, I have this card in my own personal collection. I was just looking at it just as I was writing the script. It's beautiful and I will make sure I post and link it in the show notes uh, along uh, on Facebook and in the group and everything like that. Uh, a real quick, in mathematics, the Riemann hypothesis is a conjecture that the Riemann zeta function has its zeros only at the negative, even integers and complex numbers with real part. Many consider it to be the most important unsolved problem in pure mathematics. It is of uh, great interest in a number theory because it implies results about the distribution of prime numbers. It was proposed by Berman Riemann in 1859, after whom it's named. Also, apart from the perplexity, if you are that smart and you think that you know the answer to the Riemann uh, hypothesis, there is actually a $1 million prize that's still being offered if this is solved. Not by Perplex City, it's an outside source, but there is still money to be made from that. The other card I did want to mention was one that was called Billion to One, which was card number 256. Uh, this featured the face of a man with a caption in Japanese that translated to Find Me. His image at the time spread across all the internet, uh, as well as on many social networking sites, in an attempt to locate and make contact with this person. The card, however, was not solved until only this past December of 2020, when the man in question was found. Now, I know that when I, I also had this card, uh, I know when I was looking at it, and I was on the blogs, and I was on the forums, uh, they would talk about trying to determine where he was in the picture, and that would, if you could find that out, you could determine where he lived. Um, so there was a lot of people that were going that route. There was a lot of people that were using, trying to use facial recognition. It was just a craziness. It was, and we're talking years, 15 years almost, that this guy just was never, never found um, until 2020. Um, when he was found, um, he explained that the original idea had been that he would, uh, he would ask the actual puzzle question for the card to whoever found him. But since he had been so long, he'd forgotten the question. Uh, the puzzle author later posted a recording of the question on SoundCloud, and it was, Who died after giving birth to flames? With the answer of, Izanami. I also had this card, like I mentioned, but recently I did send it to a friend who was very interested in wanting to get the card. Um, he's a friend of the show, uh, and I'll make sure that, uh, you know, uh, he gets a shout out on, on Twitter and Facebook and everything like that as well. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the show. The puzzle cards were intended to be part of an introduction to the characters and the story of Perplex City and the deeper mysteries of the cube theft itself. Uh, clues found on the cards direct players to various websites, blogs, emails, phone numbers, and even SMS and, and even ways of getting SMS text messages, originating all from Perplex City itself. These often features additional puzzles of their own. The solutions then led to further puzzles. Frequently, these puzzles required players to cooperate in reaching their various goals, like I was saying to you before. So it started in late 2005 and lasted much longer than the, any other traditional ARG. Its longevity allowed for a number of events that simply would not have been possible within the normal two-month traditional lifespan of an ARG. Now, I played Perplex City for quite a few months. I mentioned this before. And I did manage to collect a lot of the cards. In fact, I think I, made, I had about 210 of the chart cards. Um, there was quite a few I didn't have. Um, there was quite a few I didn't solve. Um, but I did have quite a few. I, I did like collecting it. Um, funny story, uh, I used to collect them when I lived in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, when me and my wife took our first ever trip to Australia, uh, one of the things we found was a little comic store in Australia. 
um, and by all chance they sold Perplex City cards. So there was a time when we were visiting my family for the first time. My wife was being introduced to my family back home in Australia. And we spent a, a day just going out to a, uh, this little comic place and buying Perplex City cards. Uh, I don't think my family quite understood what was going on, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun solving the cards, trying to collect them, getting involved, being a part of it. Um, many of the cards, which as I said to you before, I actually still have, and many of them I actually framed and put up on the wall of the code bar. So I will make sure I do put up pictures. Uh, so uh, again, now there was also a lot of live, live events. I didn't get to get to go into any of these because uh, I did live in Richmond, like I said. Um, but some of these cool events did include things like players were asked to write a book to enable a character to become a published author and gain access to relevant archives. A full-length CD of cryptic techno music was released by a Perplexian musician. A banner plane flew across Manchester, England with a keyword that enabled access to a new area of the game, which is pretty cool. 60 players attended an in-game event in search for clues, only for one of their own to be revealed as a mole and escape into a black helicopter. Can you just imagine that, just for a moment? Being at this game, you know, you were with 60 other people that you probably never met before, maybe only ever talked to them online, and then all of a sudden, then this one person does something or, or something happens, and all of a sudden he disappears into this black helicopter and you don't see him again. Just, just really cool. Um, one of the last ones was that 220 people participated in the first ever Perplex City Academy Games in London, a high-tech scavenger hunt across the capital. A month later, a similar event was also held in New York City as well. Now, the first, the, the Perplex City cards were first released in select outlets around the world, including many comic books and hobby shops. But on September 7th, 2006, Mayan Kenny announced that the GameStop uh, shops here in the U.S. began to carry Perplex City cards in over 700 stores in the U.S., uh, which really did grow the, the the whole puzzle aspect. Like I said, I bought cards in Australia and I bought cards here in the U.S. as well. As of September 26, 2006, over 600,000, sorry, 682,425 cards have been marked as solved on the Perplex City leaderboard, with amazing 45,000. 215, one of which was me, players registered. Finally, after nearly two years, uh, Andy Darling, who was from the UK, was one of those 45,000 people uh, who took part in the game and found the cube in Northamptonshire, England. And he found it and he managed to win that cool £100,000. Now, this is a quote from him. I was playing for the puzzles and the stories, but it was only a few days ago that I thought I was in with a chance. He wrote in 2007. Now, following a live event which he had attended for the game, Andy finally narrowed down the cube's location to what he thought was down to the Wakerley Great Wood in Northamptonshire. And about 4 a.m. on February 2nd, 2007, he managed to dig it up out, dig it up out of the ground. Now, this again reminds me of an event. I just side note: this is going to go uh, a little bit deeper uh, eventually when me and Nick do talk about our adventures finding the lost skull. But there was a time where me and Nick were in in this park it must have been you know midnight one o'clock in the morning in the middle of ohio in february when it was freezing cold but we were in this park we had we had our flashlights we had our shovels we were digging holes in this park trying to find this this the last piece to find the lost skull um i know what this guy felt like it because 
when we dug that up as well, it was absolutely amazing. So again, I'll go into that more later. Um, but finally, you know, I, I know how he feels. So this is another quote. As I pulled the cube from the sticky wet clay and even afterwards, as I was waiting to return the cube, all I could think about was how bizarre this whole thing really was. So to claim the prize and to end the game, Andy had to return the cube to the perplexity headquarters in London. And just like that, it was all over for thousands of hopefuls, including myself. Now, I've never really thought that I had a chance to dig up the cube because a lot of the blogs and clues that had been solved pointed to the clue being the cube being buried somewhere in the UK. Um, Mine Candy itself was based in the UK. So I didn't actually have any thoughts about that, but it was still a disappointment when it was actually finally dug up. This was one of the first treasure hunt ARGs that I'd really been spending a lot of time on and also a lot of effort. And it was just so much fun interacting with other hunters on blogs and dedicated forums and stuff like that. Similar to what we experience right now with things like mysterious writings and stuff like that. In June 2007, Mind Candy announced that it would sadly be putting off season two of its ARG, and then it eventually did put it on hold indefinitely. Mind Candy shifted its focus later to something called the Moshi Monsters franchise, and Perplex City Project was abandoned, never to get another season. Nowadays, the cards are only something the collector's treasure. And as I said, I have a few of my favorites framed up on the code bar wall. Uh, there are numerous websites that you can go through each card and each puzzle so that you can understand the solutions. Many of the puzzles were very well done and the art on them is absolutely amazing, which is why I did frame some of them. Uh, one day, I do hope the Perplexity will get a revival, but until then, it's still a great to look over the cards and imagine life in a city where puzzles do reign supreme. So, with that being the end of my first ever episode on the ARG, I think it's time for a code bar cocktail. It's been a while. So this cocktail, I have uh, tweaked a little bit from a recipe I found online. This one is called the Reseda Cube Cocktail. And here it is. Uh, the ingredients include one and a half ounces of vodka, your choice, of course, uh, a half ounce of blue curacao, a quarter ounce of grenadine and Sprite. So here's the directions. In a 10-ounce scotch glass, now that's one of those square ones, uh, see where I'm going, mix the vodka, blue curacao, and grenadine over ice, and then fill the glass with the Sprite. Now, the blue curacao and the grenadine, blue curacao being blue, grenadine being red, turns the drink into a nice big purple, gives it this like other dimensional look, actually. And when you, when you get that little sparkle with the Sprite going in there, does look like a cube sparkling, like uh, a nice purple cube sparkling. Uh, very, very refreshing. So now, of course, we've come to the end of another show. For all the information that doesn't make it into the podcast, as well as the links that I mentioned in the show, uh, please do not uh, forget to visit the show notes. And also, please do visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or with the handle at CodeByLive. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and please do help the podcast grow grow by leaving a rating and a review, especially on the big one, Apple Podcasts. Now, a couple of people have uh, been doing that recently. I am trying to get a big push to get a bit more Apple recognition. Um, so if you can, please do try to jump on there, uh, leave a rating and a review. It really does help me boost up uh, the topic section subject that I'm in on Apple is hobbies. And there is not a lot of other podcasts in that. Um, so it does actually help me boost up a lot when I do get some great ratings and reviews. So yes, please do do that when you get a chance as well. Um, I will be back in about two weeks time 
with a new show on Cicada 3301 with a very special guest. I think you're going to love that one. I've got somebody that's actually doing the research with me and is actually going to come on to help me record it. He actually did take part in that, uh, that uh, it's a mixture of ARG, treasure hunt, and possible job interview. I'll leave it at that. Uh, so until next time, everyone, keep digging.